welcome to the Bond Sunday morning service at Spring of Faith Hour. Happy New Year to everybody. This is our first service of the first Sunday of January 2014. And uh, we're asking that God be with us this year. We have the theme for this year already. I didn't know what to do, what it was. It popped up yesterday, I think, sometime this week. And I realized, oh, that's a good theme for this year. We're going to tell you about that in a minute. We're also making some changes here. We don't have the, the uh, what do you call it, podium anymore. So this is the first day without a podium. And I feel naked. I feel like I have nothing to protect me. And this is a good position to be in. You know, you don't want anything or anybody to protect you. You really don't. Because it really stops your growth when, when that happens. Um, this year, there are so many things I, I hope to do. Of course, it all depends on where, how God guides us, but I really want to help uh, show, show people how to get their life together, how to really, really grow spiritually, how to really grow and not just talk about it and never make a change. This year, I have a theme is... Uh, Oh, I didn't say good morning. I said good morning already, but Happy New Year, everybody. I really wish you well this year. I'm glad you showed up, and I I wish you well. Um, Our theme this year is building your house on a solid foundation. It came from Matthew, um, let's see here, 7, 24 to 29. Building your house on a solid foundation. And that's where Jesus is talking about. There are those folks who build their houses on a solid foundation. And when situations come, they stand strong, no matter what the situation may be. And then there are those who build their houses on sand. And when situations come, they're wiped away. And I've seen that so much this year that is absolutely mind-blowing. It's pretty sad. And they say, well, I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe in God. But as soon, and I have love and I have forgiveness and all that, but as soon as a situation comes, all that is out the window. It's like they don't even know about it. They don't even think to come back to it. And it's because their houses are not built on a solid foundation. Let me just read this to you. This is uh, Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, everyone who listened to these words of mine and act on them, let me make sure this, yeah, and act on them will be like a sensible man who built his house on a rock. Rain came down, flood rose, gales blew, and uh, hurtled themselves against that house, and it did not fall. It was founded on a rock. But everyone who listened to these words of mine, and does not act on them, will be like a stupid man who built his house on sand. Rain came, flood rose, gales blew, and struck that house, and it fell. And what a fall it had. And most people are doing that. They, oh, I meditate, I pray, I have love, I don't resent. And the first situation comes. It doesn't matter how close the person is to you or what. You turn just like that. You turn to anger. Have you noticed that? 
And I realize it is because people don't build their houses on a solid foundation. Now, the question is, how do you do that? How do you build your house on a solid foundation so when anything comes, you're not moved by it? You're not moved. And I think that's what's missing, not only in this uh, church, but in the Christian community overall. It's, it's really a shame what is happening in the Christian community. And if we truly, truly believe in God, that will not be happening. It will not be happening. Your house will not fall just because something happened. Because in, in, in real life, there's no such thing as a problem. There are only situations. No such thing as a problem. But people see life as a problem. Oh, this person is a problem. This situation is a problem. And, uh, and as long as you think life is a problem, your house is built on sand. And I want to get into how do you build your house on a solid foundation? Because we don't, we're supposed to be showing people how to do that. We're supposed to be a living example of that. And there's no way you can believe in God and your house is not built on a solid foundation. Something is wrong with that. One little crisis come, everybody wiped out. You ever seen that happen? <laughs> your boss look at you wrong at work, is over. Any little thing that happened is over. There's no foundation there. And God is about foundation. He doesn't want us to be acting like little fools running around. That's not a good example. And things are going to happen in life. Situations are going to happen. And if you don't start building your house on a solid foundation with these small situations, you're not going to be ready with the big ones. Because one thing about your father, the devil, is that... He will come at you with big stuff. He does not play. But I know now how to defeat him. I used to think that, I don't, I used to think to myself, wow, Satan's going to always come at you with stuff. I thought it was like something that will always be. I am now convinced that as you build your house on a solid foundation, there'll come a day he'll just have to go away and leave you alone. I do believe that. Because the spirit of evil know when you really belong to God and when, it, when you don't. It knows that. And when it finds out that you have built your house on a solid foundation, it's going to leave you alone. It really will. It has no power anyway. It only has deception. And if you believe it, then you're wiped out. And most people are like, oh, I saw myself. I'm looking at myself. You're not really looking at yourself. You think you are. You're looking at an image that Satan is showing you, and you think that is yourself. Really, really, really. And so here's what I want to do is talk for a few minutes about how to build your house on a solid foundation. Because if you don't have that, you're just wasting your time. You know, I say get up early in the morning and pray. And a lot of people are starting to get up. And they pray, oh, no, 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 I'm looking at myself. (laughs) Oh, I see the light. And before they can get off the prayer chair, they're back in the darkness. Say, so got them just like that. Isn't that amazing? That's going to all change this year. Like last year was important because we got to know ourselves, right? Didn't we have fun doing that? And at the end of the year, nobody knew themselves. Except for a few. <laughs> but we're going to build this foundation this year 
come hell or high water, we're going to build it. Uh, you had a question, Patrick? I saw your hand. The question I think it comes up with is, what is the foundation? What is the foundation? What is the foundation you're building it on? Do you know what it is, or just uh, I, I do know now. Yeah. Uh, well, what is it? The foundation is is like when we go to pray, we think we're building a foundation on prayer, but the prayer, a lot of times, is not real or there's no real connection to God. But once you see the reality of what's there and what's what's actually there without any words or technique or anything like that, that's the actual foundation. You build on that. And, and, and that's what you're doing right now? That's what I realized over the break, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I, that's a very good question. What is a solid foundation? How many already have your house built on a solid foundation? Nobody. See, I told you. Oh, one. Hallelujah. We should rejoice over one because the many will fall by the wayside. So one. Um, can we get a mic over here somewhere? I want to find out about how she did that. Uh, how did you do that? What is building your house? The question is, how do you do it, Patrick? Yeah, I'm just going to bring it up. Yeah, how do you do that? Build your house on a solid foundation. Um, for me, it's just wanting to know God. Yeah, do me a favor. Just hold it like that, Kelly. Right. Wanting to know God mm-hmm. is building a house. And so you've, you've been already working on doing that. Is it working for you? Yes. In what way? Um, just security in, um, in my prayer. Oh, okay. Um, I, feel, I get security from my prayer and um, I guess just from my relationship with God. Okay. All right. We'll come back to that. It's amazing the number of people. How many of you thought you have built your house on a solid foundation before today, before I asked the question? You thought you were building it on a solid foundation. You thought so? And you thought so? And what made you think that you, um, what, made, what made you think that you were building your house on a solid foundation? And all of a sudden today you're saying, no, you're not. I, I, would, I wouldn't say uh, a no. I think that, uh, that the, uh, the house is being built um, because uh, I, I've had uh, adversities, and I had big adversities uh, in, in my life, and I, I'm still uh, going through that. And, and when I go back to um, to prayer and uh, and into the silence, um, I think that's the foundation right there. I think that's uh, uh, the foundation. You think so? Well, uh, abiding in it, and uh, and and um, you know. Letting go of of what of the, of the temptation that's trying to take you away from that, uh, abiding on that, and abiding the, the principles of Jesus, the principles that he, he you know, um, that. Oh, he, okay. I mean, I think I think in, in the beginning of that, he, he that was a sermon of the mount. I think that you're talking about. He gave us one of his longest sermons, and then he says, you know, uh, abide in these, and and uh, you will be like a like into a, uh, a man who built his foundation upon. Uh, oh, okay. Rock. I had a revelation this week that I was driving here this morning for the meeting. I just had to shake my head at. It's just so crazy the way I think sometimes, <laughs> and and the way I what I've been taught and how I've been taught, and because of that, the suffering that it has caused me in life. Somebody took me off track when I didn't have sense enough to know I've been taken off track, or I was helpless to it. And they just opened my life up to suffer. 
And when I find out who did that, I'm kicking their butt. If they're dead, I'm going to go find them. I'm going to get me one of those people who can make the dead come back. <laughs> it is so wrong. It is absolutely, it's so wrong. It's so not what Christ, Christ, do you realize that Christ has come and he has conquered this stuff for us? He conquered death. He conquered fear. He conquered all that stuff. And yet somebody set us up to live a life of death and fear. Isn't that like crazy? And it's not even real. It's not even there. It's, not, it's just an illusion. But we can live a life of death and fear. And I realized that every mistake I made in life was because I was unaware of that. I was unconscious. I did not, I could not see what I was doing. And it's just insane because I, I, I wasn't born blind. I was born being able to see. And I'm going to tell you about this revelation that I had. And, and, uh, and I, it just really, 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 I couldn't believe it. When it you know, have God ever shown you something? And you think, wow, look like he just wiped away this illusion that you had and reality is there. You just can't believe. You're like, dang, it is it, mind-blowing. It's all an illusion, I'm telling you. All of your fears, all of your doubts, all of your anger, all that stuff is just crap. Can I say crap? Twice. Okay, <laughs> twice. <laughs> well, I won't do it three times before the cock crows. I want to ask this. Um, how, do you, how do you see God? I had a very interesting discussion with a friend this, uh, last week about this and other people. And when I was uh, down in Alabama on uh, Christmas, for Christmas, I asked some of the Bob and Toten, Tom talking, spirit feel, tape recording, Barbara Markers, different color, Christians. How do you see God? And it was amazing the answers I got. It was interesting. The answers I got as to how do you see God? And so I got to ask that here today. How do you see God? I really do want to know. And I think LaSanta wanted to be the first. She just looked like LaSanta lost so much weight. Look like she got a good man. He's all right. That thing, all right. <laughs> How do you see God? Um, I just I see him as a, a powerful spirit. You see him as a powerful spirit. Yeah. What does that mean? I can't explain it. I can't. I, I really can't explain it. But you you do know that you see God. You know how you see him. That, that's the way I see him. I, I, I just really, as a powerful just, spirit. Just, what does that mean, though? Like the the mighty. I mean, the over, might, the mighty, all over, over. He's over everything. Okay, that's how you see him. That's how I see him. Okay, I'm not knocking. I'm just asking because it's just interesting to me. All right. Uh, did you have your hand? I thought you said how do you see God. No, how do you see him? S E E. How do you see him? I don't know if I do. <laughs> I don't know if I do see him, but um, I just you, think of him at a certain rate, but I don't see him. How do you think of him? You know, like he was saying, like just over everything. He could see everything. And 
do anything you want. So you think of him as being over everything. Yeah. But you don't see him as being over everything. Uh, I don't see him, no. I'm sorry? No, I don't see him. You don't? And did you think that you saw God in a certain kind of way before today? No, I, I think of him, but I don't see him. Oh, okay. I think of him. And, and, so, and what you think of him, you believe those thoughts are true about him? Yes, sometimes I have doubts, like, what if this is not true? What if this is so, and, you know. Right. And, and so you see him as over everything, right? So is he over your life? Yes. You, and you see him as being over your life? Yes, I do. <laughs> over everything. It's, it's, it's a Sunday service. It's not a test. Yeah. It's a total relaxed fellowship. God is with us. And I'm, I'm learning and hope that you will learn. And I'm just not asking questions just to be asking questions. These are things I think about all the time. And then I ask other people and I see that I'm not the only one that's crazy. <laughs> all right? So I feel better about myself. Um, so, and does he have control over your life? Seems like he, no, but seems like he should. He seems like he should, but no. Now that you said that, no, because if he had control over it, I wouldn't be like this. I wouldn't get angry and stuff. That is true. But yet you walk around thinking, oh, God got control over everything. He's almighty. He's all that. But, but yeah. you said, like, because I believe what you said, like, he does have control over everything, but he let us, like, do whatever we want. If we want to come to him, he'll let us. But if he wants to stay away, he'll let us. Oh, okay. And you think that's what God is? You see God like that? Yes, now I do, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, how do you see him? Uh, yes. You look very nice, by the way. You look younger. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You got a boyfriend? Uh, no. Oh, no wonder. Um, I, I see God like in nature and I smile at a person. A what? A smile. Oh, a smile. Somebody's kind. I see Satan smile through people. He sure does, too. <laughs> But Smiling I, I, faces I, I think sometimes it, don't tell the truth. I think nature. Uh, <laughs> you ever heard that song? Yeah. Smiling faces. Who have not heard that? Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's all right. I just think that nature is like God, you know. I, I look at a flower blooming because I stop now to look at the flowers and stuff, and, and they're so interesting. You see how they're opening up, and, and then they're not doing it alone. Somebody's doing it. And that's you know? how you see God. Yeah, I see him like that spirit all in the world. So you go around watching the flowers bloom and the spirit all over the world, and you see God like that. And I go for a walk or something, yeah. you know. Okay. Again, I'm not knocking. I'm no. just fellowshipping here. And also very powerful, control of everything. You see God as powerful. Control of everything. And in control of everything. Right. Is he in control of your life? Not, not a lot. <laughs> Aren't you part of everything? <laughs> I want to be. I, I want him to be control of all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. I understand. I've been crazy like that, too. Okay. Well, not that I'm calling you crazy, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> I said, I've been crazy like that, too. I'm not calling you crazy, though. Um, so you see him as powerful 
in control of everything, but yet he's not in control of your life. Because I haven't been willing. Like, I had a very bad Christmas and New Year's. You, you did? Know? Yeah, I did. The, the one we just had? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I was, I was miserable, and I was, uh, I was um, depressed. Really? And uh, uh, wanting to run away. There was nothing to do. Nobody did nothing in my family. Yeah. And it was, like, horrible. <laughs> you know, because nobody celebrated in your family. No, was, and so you felt depressed and wanted to run away. Yeah, and, and, and just to escape. I, I, you know, reality was so overpowering. Like, you know, wow, that's miserable, huh? And yet, God is all powerful and in control of your yeah, life. Yeah, but I'm not. You know. <laughs> So don't you think there's something wrong with that? You, you believe or you can see that he's all-powerful, all-in-control, but yet he's not in control of your life. So he's not in control of everything. Why do you see him that way if he's not in control of your life? Um, I guess because I've read it, you know? Yes. And I've heard it. Yes. And, uh, and, and I want it to be that way. Yeah. But it's not get that way with me a lot it is you know i've changed that you have you really have but i haven't really totally surrendered okay very true how do you see him uh how do you see god um i see him as like a masculine kind of a presence a masculine present right presence presence right that's how you see god yeah and what does that look like um, it's just sort of a, I don't know, it's, it, you know, I guess the only thing that I see is that, you know, when I grew up, I didn't really have a father figure, <clears throat> and so I didn't really know most of the things that I was doing, why I was doing what I was doing, and as I began to wake up, uh, God showed me uh, why I would do certain things, right. and so that, the God that I'm speaking of, Sort of, it was more of like a father figure on an internal standpoint, like, like almost something that shows you things. That, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Is he in control of your life? He is, yes. He is in control? Yeah. And what's that like? How did he be, get hold of your life? Um, For us that don't know how <clears throat> to do it, how did he get hold of your life? Well, it, it became because of my... What kind of what I was referring to in a way, growing up without a father, uh, I was looking outside of myself uh, for most of my um, life uh, until I was around 23. Right. Um, and, and then when I began to question myself and, and see myself, um, I stopped, really stopped doing that. And I stopped looking outside for answers. And, um, and that's when he got in control. Um, is your house built on a solid foundation? It is built on a solid yeah. foundation. And how, what, what does that mean? How does one build his or her house on a solid foundation? Um, I think you, you build it by looking at yourself, um, being honest about what you are. Um, and when you do that, I think things are shown to you. And um, through that, you, you become less dependent on the outside world um, for security and um, as a result of that, you, you're not moved by things on the outside. And so that you have the foundation uh, so that when things are happening, you're not caught up with those things. 
Okay. Very interesting. Uh, can you relate to that? What you just said? Because your house is not built on a foundation, right? You said no, it wasn't early. Did I say my house was not built on a foundation? I saw a head doing this. Oh, uh, well. You didn't say it with words, but you said it with movement. Well, there is there is a foundation. What is the foundation? The foundation is is God. Um, he he's he's omnipotent, uh, all, all present at he's all what? times. He's he's on who? Omnipotent. <laughs> omnipresent. I, I just can't hear you. That's all. Omnipotent. What does that mean? This means that he's all powerful over everything. Oh, okay. So so he's there. I mean, I I believe in God oh, as okay. a foundation. So does he have control over your life? No, because... Well, how is he all omnipotent be, well, all God, powerful? Remember <laughs> that God gave us some, uh, some, you know, we can follow or not follow. He gave, the devil is there, so we have adversarial, I have an adversarial, adversary there for me. Right. So that, that um, I just can go seem to vacillate between two worlds. Oh, okay. So you vacillate. Yeah. With this omnipotent one to the other one that's the deceiver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why not let him why not just build this house on a foundation and let him keep you from vacillating? I, I would I'm would. I want I you would, would like, if I what? want that. Well why don't you do it? Because I don't seem to be in control. Oh. Why don't you let him control you? Why don't you let God control you? I I want to, but I so far haven't been able to be fixed that way. Oh, okay. All right, I understand that. Yeah. I totally, right. totally, totally right. understand so it's, it. So it's just like you know, on the one hand, you you know, it's just the simple thing of sitting still to pray. You sit there, you think. You're doing praying, and then you doubt that you did. You know, <laughs> what a you mess, just, huh? Yeah, just you a mess. You doubt in prayer. Well, not in, but when you arise, then you think, well, I don't know, did I do that quite right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just all these. Just Isn't that funny? Crazy, How do you get out of prayer and doubt? Crazy things. Uh, yeah. But no, I mean, I, I totally understand it, though, and I have the answer to that, too. Yeah, now. but I mean, I, I see some. Magnificent progress. I am don't slip back into the darkness, but it seems that I don't. And, but I must, I'm progressing because I'm not slipping back, so I oh, can okay. see that. All right. Right on. Well, we're going to get you all the way there. At the end of this year, Good. you're going to be walking on a solid foundation. Well, that's. And Satan's going to be coming and pounding and pounding, yeah. and you're just going to be smiling. Yes. He goes pound and pound, and you won't go out of the way of the, the who is he, omnipotent? <laughs> I won't leave the omnipotent. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, Thank you. How about you? Solid foundation or not? Uh, I, I feel I've been working on a solid foundation. And, and how are you working on it? I'm just being more patient, and um, I'm obsessing over God. Yeah. Not obsessing over my own <clears throat> will. How does one build a solid foundation? 
I, I, I mean, I, just looking at my own life, I'm just slowly learning about God yeah. and less about me. And, uh, you know, and all my emotions and all my pride are going away, and I'm, I'm just more obsessed with what God's will is. Yeah, man. I can't, uh, you know, through Christ, I can't do it all. Yeah. So through Christ, I, I'm okay. Um, and I just, I keep learning more and keep, I keep thinking about God really more than anything. Good. Uh, and, and, and what his and, will is. And are you building a solid foundation that way? Yeah. That's, that's how you're doing it? I'm, I'm, I'm being patient as opposed to my wanting to run out and charge, you know, into doing things. Oh, okay. Uh, how about you? Uh, are you building a solid foundation? Yes, I'm working on that. How are you doing that? For those who don't know. Just being still and looking at myself and going in for my answers, knowing that God is, is he's love to me. He's love and he's in everything and of everything. And so I can seek him. I seek him instead of seeking my answers outside of myself or from myself. And How do you see God? How do I see, I see him as love. You see him as love. What does that look like? That looks like... Um, Always wanting the best, the highest thing for everyone. You know, love is, you know what love is. Love is, you know. I want to know what love is. <laughs> and we, you know, we don't know what love is, but we know, we know the emotional love, but also the love of God is different, and it, you know, it's always trying to get the best out of you and for everyone around. So that's what love is to me, and I try to operate like that. And you know that for sure. I know that for sure. Uh, and how do you know for sure? Because it's just in me. It's, I've, in, discovered in it from, I've discovered it from within. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, sir. Um, it just occurred to me that you can't see God with the naked physical eye. You can't? You can't. You don't see him in the flowers? Um, I think that uh, I, I, I think you're not seeing. too cold. I think. <laughs> oh. If I had to see God in the snow, I would never see him. Because I run away from the snow. <laughs> I, I have to see God in the heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that, you, there's a, an old saying that you don't see with the, with the eyes. You see with the, the person or you see with the being. And uh, what I mean by that uh, is that from what I remember, when you asked that question, I was taken back to an experience I had. When I originally uh, started uh, doing effectual prayer, I was doing it. I was doing it consistently. What kind of prayer? Well, um, meditation prayer. Oh, I see. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, be still and know. Okay. When I started doing that, I was uh, I was practicing, just waiting for an experience. I was watching my thoughts. One day, I had uh, I think a, a peak experience. I never it never I never had it to that magnitude. I guess maybe it was the first. I recall I I. I say it's a Holy Communion, my first Holy Communion. And it was just an experience where uh, all kinds of energy, just I heard something break, and everything just, my, my being was infilled at that point. I've never had that up to that point. And when I opened my eyes, I, it was a whole different world. I said, I knew at that point that there was a God, and I knew that, that this was what Jesus and all the prophets were talking about, this type of experience, maybe more so, but at least I got a glimpse into it. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the, nothing was the same. It, it, it just, when I looked, it just, just, everything was twinkling. Everything was, was, had, seemed like it had like a, like an aura around it. And I think, I think that, uh, um, when you're, 
completely there. You see God in that sense, but it's sort of something within you, um, which is your soul, identifies with the with with the uh, the the all embracing soul or spirit. So um, you see God by by knowing uh, your knowing uh, and uh, fully realizing your soul. Oh, okay. So have you I, done that? I mean, I, I, it, I, I'm not there yet. I mean, well, how I just, do you know that then, if you're not there yet? Because it, it was, it was, I think, a, a look into a, a po- the possibility of poten- a, oh, a possibility, okay. a, and right. uh, I, I hope to one day to, to to be there where there is no trace of of, of bitterness or or, or yeah. anger. I mean, I'm not there yet. Yes, right on. Yes, sir. How you see God? I like to see God as a Presence. Not how you would like to see him. How do you see him? A presence, a presence in the moment. Whenever it's you see God as a presence in the moment, what does that mean? Presence in the moment. What does that mean? Whenever I, uh, whenever I uh, silently pray, uh, pray, or even in this moment, I always see, I always see a lot, a lot. I fall by the wayside, but as long and, and yet, within. Uh, Within that moment, I see it. It's as if a presence comes over me to guide, uh, guide me from it, and show, uh, show me that as long as I st- uh, stay on the uh, on the ro- uh, on the per- uh, path He lays upon me, nothing will really affect me. Did you forgive your father? Uh, yes, I did. You did good. Yes. Your mother too. Yes. So you I finally kn- let go of all that stuff with your dad. Uh, yes, I do have a question, but I know they'll be answered. What's your question? Just at, you have a question for me, or for, no? Just uh, or for just, God later? Yes. For your dad or for God? For uh, for God. Oh, you have a question for God? Yes. Uh, let me see if you want to take it. No I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> you want to ask God that question later? Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, let me ask. Um, Oh, let me tell you this. Whatever. Uh, let me first ask. I gotta ask the two most important people in the room. How do you see God? I I don't really see him. I uh, whenever I think about God, um, first of all, I, I see things outside of my uh, the world, and I see the beauty. And then I I also read about people who who talk to God, who were friends with God, and that's uh, as far as that the extent I don't have any. So you don't see God at all in no kind of way. M- maybe I, I might be able to see uh, a reflection. A I reflection? can see the, the things of the world. I can see the, you know, the, the beauty in the world, and I can see the reflection that is reflection. You see beauty in this world. Yes, <laughs> I do. You do. Myself. You see beauty in this world. Look at oh, me. yourself. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's beauty, all right. <laughs> so you Thank know he's messed up, huh? <laughs> You're looking into the wrong world, buddy. I'm telling you. <laughs> but it's you don't jealous. see God in any kind of way. Except the beauty in this world. And you. Yes. Oh, okay. Remember, God is listening. How do you see God? Oh, well. I haven't really seen him too often. Uh, no, I, I didn't ask, have you ever seen him? I'm asking, how do you see him? 
Well, that's kind of the same question. Are you saying you never see him? Yeah. You don't have an impression of him at all? Well, I do. I have an impression that um, uh, I'm here. I'm conscious. He gave me life. Um, something that's not me gave me life. And, um, but it's very mysterious. And he mostly just stays hidden from me, it seems. <laughs> you know, he's invisible. Uh. Um, and I haven't really seen him like other people have said. You know, I haven't really seen him or you his angels God. or his son. You know, I haven't seen any of those things. Oh, you have not? No. But I do see, you know, the hell within me, and that's, that's, that's a help. It's a help to see the hell in you? It is. It is. <laughs> but he won't take it away from you? No, and I, do res- <laughs> and I do respond to it. So, yeah, and that's the frustrating part of this, of this God is that, yeah. you know, he stays invisible to me. I in that know sense. what you mean. Yeah. I, I know that. Now, that's what she was talking about. She had all yeah. this pain and frustration yeah. over yeah. the holidays. You're not supposed to be having pain on the holidays. You know, holidays are fun time, let go time. Uh, so you don't have an impression of him? Well, from what I've read and what I've heard, I have an impression. What's that impression? Uh, that he is kind. He does have his reasons for remaining invisible to me and to others. Now, what's his reason? <laughs> Uh, everything, why, would he everything, bring the, why would he bring the light to you and then he's going to hide it from you? Well, everything in his good time is what I've heard. That what you heard? Yes. <laughs> you don't think his time is now? Uh, well, it hasn't been so far. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. <laughs> oh. Anything else? No, I think. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes, sir. Right here. <laughs> oh, that is too funny, man. Yes. Yeah, I, there's a lot about God that I feel, even in modern society, we don't just we sort of ignore. Yeah. Which is really hurting a lot of people, which is that he. Yes. Or what I feel is he's a jealous God, he's very jealous for us. Um, he's also justice. He's, I know he's pure love. I, I completely get that one, and I love that one. But he's also very incredibly jealous. He's, he's very full of justice, perfect justice. And he tell, even tells us repeatedly what he hates. I mean, he, he does hate things, yeah. certain specific things in the Bible. Yeah, he hates sin. Yeah. And, That's for sure. And, he, and especially, even above sin, he hates that we're teaching that there, there is no sin. I can't believe people are teaching that. I know. So he's, I, to me, I, there's a lot. There's that, that that we seem to be forgetting about God. That I love about God. I love that he, yeah. he not only hates sin, but he hates that we teach there's no sin. Yeah. Worse. No, it's a mess. Yes, sir. Way in the corner. Um, Jesse, I'm glad you asked the question. It's a very good question. Yeah. And, you know, it really honestly occurs to me now that I see God as a father figure to me, and I never saw that, and it sounds kind of like, you know, cliche or whatever, but I never saw that way before. I never really had a great relationship with my own dad. Right. So I never saw God as any kind of a father figure in any kind of way. So you see him as a father. I actually do see that now. What does that look like? It doesn't look like anything, but it's like having a, I feel like 
I have a uh, someone who kind of like protects the boundaries of my life. You know, I've always felt like, and I feel like more now, that God is protecting. He's like, he's there to make sure that when I skin the knees or whack my head against the wall that I don't die, you know? Right. So he, so he kind of keeps me safe. He never watches over us, that's for sure. He, he keeps me safe in my stupidity, let's put yes. it that way. So he kind of gives me boundaries, but it's kind of cool in that a good dad is like that in the sense that when you talk about controlling, a good dad doesn't control you because there's no sense of fun that way or individuality. Yeah. Or Imagine being a kid, you wouldn't be able to go out and do what you want to do. Uh, but he's there to make sure that you don't go off the deep end and die, you know. So he's kind of there just kind of keeping you in between, watching you. And I do feel that, and I do feel a sense of having somebody there that has an intelligence more than I have, that I can kind of lean on their intelligence instead of my own kind of thing. Right. So I'm all of a sudden do feel those things that I don't remember. You would ask that question maybe three weeks ago. I, I would not have related to that as much. Oh, okay. So. All right. Um, I realized the other day that I, I, you know, like over the years I have seen him, had a glimpse of what it means to see God, right? But I realized all those years prior to waking up and so on and so on, I used to say, oh, I see God. I know what God is. He's love. He's the flower and the trees and the birds and the bees and all that good stuff. But I realized the other day that I didn't really see God from that. I was just going by what people were telling me that he looked like. God is love. And I used to say, oh, God is love. I had no idea what that meant. It just sounded right, and it made sense that he should be love. You know, he is God. But I had no idea what was, I was talking about. But it sounded right, and I would say it too, and it did not change my life at all. I had all this belief that God was love and catching hell in life. And to me, that doesn't make sense. If I truly know that God is love, why am I not, why am I catching so much hell, you know? not really living by that love. I was only saying what people had taught me. God is love. And I was scared not to say it. Have you ever been scared not to say, well, I don't know. I can't see what God looks like. I have no idea. You know, and you'd have heard that God is love. And if you don't acknowledge these things, he's going to strike you down. And, you know, even when I first heard preachers say, well, oh, you could just see God in the trees, in the flowers. And I used to go outside and try to... <laughs> Honestly, I used to go and look at the flowers, and then I said, oh, this God. <laughs> I ain't more see God than a man in the moon. But because the preacher said, God is in the flowers, God is in the trees, and just, just walk down the road and look at the flowers, you'll see God. I was making myself do that. Have you ever done that? Because it is true, he's in all things, right? And so, but your mind would make you pretend like you're seeing God. What a setup. Now, in the last 23 years, maybe once or twice, I've had a glimpse into, the, into that beautiful world of God. I have, in a flash, have seen that, and it doesn't look like these things at all. There's more life in it, more color in it. It's breathing the flowers and the trees. And, and, but when I was looking at it the other way, I ain't never seen no flower breathe. <laughs> it didn't have life. These flowers out here don't look like they have life. 
But I can make myself say that. Oh, look at the flower. They're breathing. Look at the birds making all this beautiful noise because that's what I've been taught. The other day, I was having this Greek pain, so I know what you're talking about. And I asked God earlier, and I had it over a loss of a family member. And I'd ask God, you know what? Just let me see what I can't see. You know, um, take control of me. I'm talking to him with words out loud. Take control of me, you know. I said to him, I believe that you can do it because you made me. So why don't you just do it? Because if it's going to be done, you're going to have to do it. I can't do it. I can't make myself do it. I cannot do it. So why don't you just do it? Are you letting me suffer like this for a reason? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I have been told never to ask God why you're suffering. You have been told that? Maybe that's an old country thing. And then, so, uh, I don't know, maybe I was at work or somewhere, and this, I was having this mental and emotional pain, mental and body pain in me, right? And so I asked God, just let me see what's going on. And in a glance, he caused me to realize that the pain that I was having in my body was not me. That's not real. It's not me. It's all ego. The thoughts and pain that I was having, when you had that grief in your body, it's not you. It's all ego. And the moment he showed me that, all of it left. It just vanished. The moment he showed me that. And I think, wow, that was not even me feeling the pain. I th- because it was in my physical body and working my mind, not, you know, like 90 going north, it felt like me. And it had me in darkness. And the more it dragged you down, the painful it becomes because it brings fear and everything else. It gives you the illusion of the past and of the future. But he caused me to realize that that pain that I was having was not me. He just wiped it away, and I'm like, wow. And I'm thinking, that's God. I just saw God. I saw him, and he didn't look nothing like what I had been told he looked like. And I can't even describe what he looked like now. I'm just telling you, I saw clearly the pain left, and I realized it wasn't me. That it was, even in that grief, it was ego pain. And, and I had identified with the mental aspect of it and the pain of it. I was totally identifying with it as though it was me. And it's not me. The real me don't feel that kind of pain at all. The real me is not jealous and envious and worry and fear and doubt. The real me is just a living being with no opinion about anything. It's just living. But this thing that come and present itself as me is nothing but hell. It is not you. That pain you felt, the stuff you were thinking was not you. But you identify with it because it's in the body. It's in your mind. It's in your head. And in the body, and it feels like it's you, it's not you. And, and all week I've been just kind of shaking my head, wow. Because now I can think about this lost family member and feel nothing about it. But every time I was thinking about it before, it would be grief pain. Isn't that something? It would just be hurting. But it, he wiped that away, and now I know if that kind of stuff should come back, it's not me. I don't have to identify with it anymore. There is 
in me and who we are, there is no feeling of it. It's just a, it's like you're just living, really, without thought and without feelings and without all this stuff. You're just a living being unfolding in life. So I know now that it's not me. Isn't that nice? And I have been suffering through that for a few days, you know, and it's like, wow. But he just took it away. And now I know the pain that I felt was not me. The thoughts that I had about it were not my thoughts. And I'm free from that. Now that's God. Yes, ma'am. Oh, he's coming with the mic. That I was, especially in the holidays, uh, the thoughts would come of my husband. Uh, uh, okay, a little louder for me. The thoughts would come of my husband. Yes. My ex-husband. And, like, if I still yearned for him and stuff, mm-hmm. and then I realized, because I heard something, I heard something, and it said that you were in love with a memory that you weren't, yes. you know, with that. That's and right. And then I, I knew that right away because when I see him, I don't want nothing to do with him, you know. I mean, <laughs> he don't attract me at all. Yeah, but know. it's just that, that memory illusion. that he put there to say uh, oh, how I earn and how, I, how it could be and all of that. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's not you. Even in prayer, the reason that some of you, when you come out of prayer, you start to doubt right away, you got to realize when you're sitting still and praying, Satan is sending his little demons there to, to agitate you and talk to you too and make you doubt. Because the worst thing that can happen to him is for you to commit to prayer. Prayer and, and observation it's the worst thing that can happen. And so when you, when you submit to prayer, he, Satan got his little angel things coming there talking to you, telling you your prayers are not working. You're not doing it long enough. You're not seeing the light. You're not this. And you still believe that. You're believing it. And that's why you get up thinking your, prayer, your prayers are not working. You're not going to feel them working. You're not going to taste them working. But they will guide you. You will see that they are working. But you got to realize Satan is still talking to you about it because he doesn't want you to enter into that still world where God can take over. Those thoughts are not your thought, your thoughts. They're not yours. They are from the devil. They're not real. He's still messing with your mind. And if you identify with the physical, the mind and body, you're going to miss it. Because you're still trying to associate everything based on what you think and how you feel about it. And that's what he does. He deceives you and tells you that nothing is working. I know people who are sat and they were able to see just like that. And then they feel really good about it for a few days. And those little demons tell them your prayers are not working. Look, you don't have the same feeling anymore. And they stop praying. Because they want that same high or whatever it is that they get. And everything is based on that. Isn't that amazing? You got to get away from that. Did I see your hand? Okay. You okay? You got to get away from that. Here's how you build this solid foundation. And I want you to do it this year. I urge you to do it. First of all, you got to pray. You must submit to prayer. It has to become the first and foremost thing in your life. You must Submit to prayer. 
that communication with the Father is crucial. It's a matter of life and death, the communication with the Father. And secondly, you've got to have faith. You've got to have faith. In uh, Luke 17, 6, it says that Uh, here we go, 17.6. The power of faith, the power of faith. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord replied, replied, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you could say to that mulberry bush or tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will, it would obey you. If you had a little bit of faith and put that with your prayer, anything you want, anything you say shall be done. All God requires is just a little bit, a smaller mustard seed of faith. That's all you need. Put that with your prayer, you'll be all right. And then you build that, that solid foundation. And I'm not going to read this, but in, in Mark 9.23, it says that all things, just imagine this, all things are possible for those who believe. All things are possible. And if, things, if possibilities are not happening in your life, it's because you don't have faith and you're not committed to prayer. And when you pray, that foundation that you're building is here. It's deep-rooted in the sole of your belly. And when you pray, you got to practice being aware that going deep into that found, into the sole of your belly where the Holy Spirit is located and everything. And it will, in going deeply into it, you're building a solid foundation. You really are. You can sit there all night long and do a little pansy-ansy prayer. Like, oh, prayer. You got to practice going deep in. The kingdom of heaven is inside of us, and you got to go deeply in to build on that foundation. It will happen, I'm telling you. It's in us. He's here, not here. And you got to, I recommend that you get serious about your prayer, commit to it, pray day and night. God said that we should pray without ceasing. So that means that at some point, we should get to uh, the point where during the day, while working, while playing, while sitting around, we should have a prayer mentality, a consciousness of prayer. You shouldn't be lost in the darkness of your imagination. But if you submit to prayer and have a little faith, you will grow into that. When I first started out praying, sitting still and praying, I, I wasn't aware of the deepness that I had to go within myself. But he's taking me there. He's causing me to grow. And when you're there... Anything that is it's amazing, too, anything that comes along, people trying to destroy you or talking about you, you, lo- you lose money or friendship or family ship or whatever kind of ship, you find yourself not overreacting to it. And you're like surprised, like, wow, this used to be so important to me. But you got to go deep within and you got to practice doing it. I hear a lot of Christians say, well, I don't want to practice doing it today because it feels like I'm putting my will into it. No. You would know if you put your will. You got to get serious about your prayer. 
if you're going to halfway pray, some days pray, didn't feel like it this morning because of whatever, whatever, then you wait, don't do it. It's best to just leave it alone and stop pretending. But if you submit some prayer this year and have a little bit of faith, you'll be fine. That makes sense? Did that help a little bit? Any questions about that? Yes, sir. Um, you mentioned go deep. Uh, can, can you explain how do you go deep? How do you go deep? Right. Good question. One day I was sitting and praying, and I had read about this too, but I had not practiced it, you know. So one day I was sitting and praying and just sitting there still, and all of a sudden it just occurred to me, you, need to, you know, I need to go really in here and just face whatever's there. And I went in, and it was something else. It, was just, it, just, it just, something happened, and it just made me more solid. And it just, it looked like I confronted something. You know, I, I often say, and I've heard others say, confront your fears, go toward them and feel them. That happened, but it just, something else took place when that happened. And so now I naturally go in, you know, because once you go in, you see how to do it, and you just naturally start doing it once God allows you to go in. But that's what happened. And just let, let yourself breathe. Don't control your breath, but be aware of in here. Okay. You know, because some people, they, what they do, and I found this out too, that they heard somebody say, well, when you prayed, just watch the light in your head. So that's all they do now. 50 years going by, they still watching the light in their heads. You know, they have not grown into anything else. There's spirituality, being a living being is about growing. You grow, you grow, you're unfolding, and you're just living, and you're just growing. But you got to put this first. So go deep within just by being aware of this area in here. Solar plexus area? Yeah. So, I mean, well, yeah, the stomach the area. The stomach. Okay. The belly. belly. The Holy Spirit is in the soul of the belly. Okay. So that's where you want to go to. And then during the day, slightly be aware of that without pressure. Just be aware. I'm telling you, things will change. And you, and you can build that solid foundation. And then you start to get away from the lies and feelings that are not you. It's all ego. It's all a lie. It is not you. But the more you identify with that pain, the greater it gets. Let me get your last thought. I mean, last point here before we run out of time. I was going to say, uh, when you've come here today, you've talked about different things that you discovered. They were different from what you thought they were before. So you can just see how important it is for us to go in to our own self and find our own answers. Yeah. Because we can walk out of here and say, okay, well, it wasn't this. It's that now. Well, no, what yeah. I'm talking about is prior to 25 years of waking up and knowing that there's another reality, I was saying all these things about God only because people told me and it sounded good. But once I, you know, he allowed me to see, and then I started to see that everything I had thought was nothing like what it is. Right, but people will still take whatever you're saying right now and identify with that. And so they have to go in inside and, themselves yeah. and find their you're own right answer, about their that. own way. And you know why they would do that? Because Satan is talking to them right now trying to convince them this is what he means. Oh, you got to do this. The other stuff is not working. You thought you knew it, now you don't. Don't listen to anything that is in your head. It's all lies. It really is. You want to have faith, 
a little bit of faith. You want to pray and observe. Watch. Pray and watch. Thank you for tuning in, folks, and thank you all for coming. Happy New Year again. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. Yeah.